And as a result, I started to lose the weight. It came off and it never came back. And it hasn't come back for over 10 years. Not to mention, I went off every single one of my prescription drugs, all eight of them gone. My eczema vanished, vanished, my asthma went away, my allergies improved, so much so that my body completely changed. That's Bonnie Hari, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Hello! And welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining me today as we have Vani Hari, who is also known as the Food Babe, on the show today. And I discovered Vani on a podcast back in 2014. And what I was really blown away by was her story. So real quick, she is a food activist who has been making some huge changes in the food industry, so much so that she's created a a food babe army of activists that together have influenced the change to many major American food corporations and to influence them to to create products without added chemicals and toxins, and also to push the full transparency on food labels without the deceptive lies. So I'm really excited to, to jump into this one, but also she was named one of the most influential people on the internet by Time Magazine in 2015. She's a New York Times best-selling author, And in today's clip, she's going to share her story of what started her on her journey to become the food babe. Here's Vani Hari. Enjoy. When I was younger, I um, ate at McDonald's every single week. Um, Even one of my aunts who came here from India to live with us when she was 16 worked at McDonald's. And we would always fill out those little coloring things on Father's Day and Mother's Day to get our free breakfast. And um, my parents were both immigrants from India, and so they really didn't understand American food to be different than Indian food. They just thought food is food. Food would keep us growing as young children, me and my brother, and so they let us eat whatever we wanted to fit in. And as an Indian girl living in the South, living in Charlotte, North Carolina, being one of the only Indian girls in my school, Indian food was weird to me because none of my other friends were eating it. None of their moms were cooking these really strong curries at home. And and so I shunned my mother's cooking, uh, even though she was making Indian food every single day, almost for herself and my dad. But for me and my brother, we would get whatever we wanted. So if that meant my dad coming home from teaching at the college, if he'd pick up Wendy's, um, he would do that. Burger King, he would do that. And um, when, uh, when I would throw a fit because I didn't want one of those things, I would put in a microwave Salisbury steak 
and that's what I would eat. I still remember the taste. And the reason why I remember the taste is all the MSG that's in that <laughs> Salisbury steak. Um, and at the time, I didn't know that the food industry was actually engineering that Salisbury steak for me to remember that flavor and crave that flavor and taste that flavor over and over again, as well as the McDonald's and the Wendy's and the Burger King. And when I say those names, distinct flavors and tastes start to stimulate my taste buds even today, even though I haven't had any of those things in several, several years. Um, and so as a result, at the time, I had no idea that food was actually affecting my health. I thought the ailments that I had as a child were genetic. I had eczema, asthma, allergies. I was in and out of doctor's offices. I was on antibiotics every season, sometimes twice a season. I was on steroids. I was on eight prescription drugs for most of my life. And when my parents took me to doctors, they didn't ask me about what I was eating. They didn't ask my parents about what they were feeding me. They gave me drugs and they gave me shots and they hospitalized me when I had allergic reactions. Um, and they didn't really ask about food. And it wasn't until my early 20s that I started to make this connection. I had just gotten out of college, got this awesome job working for a big six consulting firm. And for those of you that don't know what a big six consulting firm is, it's like you know one of the most prestigious jobs someone in, in business school or technology school can get right out of school. And they give you a really nice paycheck. And, but they put you on the road. They take, take you to this brainwashing camp, if you will, um, where they teach you all about um, how to um, please the client, um, you know, talk in, in group situations with C-level executives. And you do all of this very, um, very uh, conservative type work as well as very, very serious type work. So when I had my first client um, and they said, you know what, you're going to be on the road, you're going to be traveling to and from Atlanta, you're going to have an expense account, you're going to be able to expense up to $60 a day, I think it was around there, $60 a day of whatever you want to eat and we're going to pay for it and we're going to fly you every single week and you know what that means, you get like status and you're in your early 20s and you're flying first class and it's like this big deal and then you're on this expense account where you know because of our project that we had it was it was this really serious project where we were converting all these 27 banks into one and um, and it was actually one project of the year but it almost killed me during the process because during the time trying to fit in and trying to excel at this job, I was doing what all of my coworkers were doing around me, just like I did when I was younger, where I was trying to fit in and just eat what all of the other kids around me were eating. So I ate the bagels and the muffins and the donuts for breakfast that were catered into the office. I, I ate the big spreads of Italian food for lunch and the barbecue spreads. And I'd go out at night to these fancy steakhouses on the expense account where my boss was actually paying. And we'd have five course meals. And I didn't know how this was affecting my body. I didn't know that I would start gaining weight, but I did. And I started gaining it dramatically. I mean, 30 or 30 to, between 30 and 40 pounds within a few months. Um, and so I started to look really bad, started to feel really bad. All of my health issues started to just become more pronounced. And I ended up in the hospital with appendicitis one night. And, um, and the night before I actually had my appendix taken out of my body, the first doctor who saw me told me that there was nothing wrong, that just to go home and take Advil. And so if it wasn't for my parents' sixth sense to say, you know what, we just think you should have a second opinion, 
I might not be here today because that next morning when I saw that second doctor and he threw me into emergency surgery to have my appendix taken out saying that it was about to burst, um, it was a pretty scary situation for your early, to be in your early 20s and to have this kind of health issue. And, you know, they say appendicitis is very random, and I'm sure there's people in here who've had their appendix taken out. But to me at the time, with all of the health issues I had been experiencing, along with the weight gain, along with this issue, and just feeling really bad and feeling out of control of my life, I just had this wake-up call moment. I remember being um, in my bed, recovering. It was December, and everybody was out shopping for the holidays. And all I wanted to do was go out and shop and buy something for a friend. And I couldn't even sit up because I had had, you know, a cut down my side, an organ taken out of my body. And I was just, you know, I wanted to just feel like everybody else my age, and I wasn't. So that January, you know, new year, new you, like most of us, we always try to get back on the bandwagon. Well, I did, and I stayed there. Um, and I started to channel this energy that I learned and this, this knowledge I learned in high school where I was a top-tier ranked debater. I was, you know, number one in state three years in a row and even got recruited to college to be in debate. And, um, but I didn't end up doing debate in, in college because uh, it wasn't practical. It wasn't going to give me a job. And my parents, who were very strict, and um, they had a very strict definition of success, and they were paying for my college, didn't really believe in me pursuing debate. So I switched my major to computer science. But back when I was in high school, I really learned how to research. Back then, we didn't have Google. So we actually had to go to the library, places like this, and, and learn how to read and research and look up information and actually photocopy it and carry it with us to all these different debate tournaments where we would have these huge tubs of evidence and we would take them to debate tournament to debate tournament all across the country. And um, back then you didn't have to pay extra baggage fees for airlines because fuel wasn't such an issue. But um, so we would carry these big tubs of evidence everywhere. And one year's topic was healthcare. And I was using all the information that I learned about the healthcare system and the food system to win debate rounds, but I wasn't using it towards my own health at all in high school. I didn't know how to apply it to my own health until I started to have this health crisis in my early 20s, many years later. And so I started to research food. I started to research health. I started to reach out, research, how do I lose this weight? And one of the first people that I met um, right after this, this crisis was a, a coworker. She sat in the cubicle next to me, and she was on Weight Watchers. And um, she taught me how to count points. And so I started counting points, and I remember going by my boss's desk, who she used to have these big, um, like, Costco-sized containers of Twizzlers at her desk, and I'd be like, oh, one point. I get a Twizzler. It's just one point. And, and, and Nothing was really coming off. I wasn't really losing weight. I wasn't feeling that great. And I was like, well, what is, what is the deal with these points? Are these points really going to make me healthier? You know, what am I actually eating? And so I started to look at the ingredients in those Twizzlers, as well as other foods that I started eating. I started to find books that would teach me about actual nutrition, books like Spiritual Nutrition and Conscious Eating. These books are not for the faint of heart. They're this thick and really in-depth about the nutrition of food. And started just voraciously reading and making health a passion. And as a result, I started to lose the weight. It came off, and it never came back. And it hasn't come back for over 10 years. 
Not to mention, I went off every single one of my prescription drugs, all eight of them gone. My eczema vanished, vanished, my asthma went away, my allergies improved, so much so that my body completely changed. My face uh, shape changed, um, so much so that one of my aunts to this day says there's no way she didn't have any work done. That doesn't make any sense. She doesn't look anything like she did when she was in high school. And, and I tell you, what food can do is absolutely miraculous. It is medicine. Big thanks to Vani Harvey for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with her, you can go to her website, foodbabe.com. That is also the name of her YouTube channel. Her Instagram is The Food Babe. And her latest book is entitled Food Babe Family, More Than 100 Recipes of Foolproof Strategies to Help Your Kids Fall in Love with Real Food Cookbook. And her New York Times bestselling book, which was the book that she promoted on that podcast that I listened to several years ago, is entitled The Food Babe Way, Break free from the hidden toxins in your food and lose weight, look years younger, and get healthy in just 21 days. All right. Everything I just mentioned, along with a link to the entire talk, will be in the show description below, so you can go and check that out. And if you like the show, please give it a follow and leave a rating and review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. As I always say, I greatly, greatly appreciate you taking out the time today to do that. All right. That is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.